guys, and welcome to episode 45 of Hashtag No Filter. This episode is sponsored by Babe Lash, and if you are looking for your eyelashes to appear longer and fuller, as well as your eyebrows, or if you have lash extensions, definitely check out their serums and conditioners. Their products are incredible. If you go to babelash.com, you can get 20% off your order with the code CLUTTER, C-L-U-T-T-E-R. Happy shopping. Now on to today's episode. My guest was Shaney Silver. You might be familiar with Shaney Silver. Well, for a few reasons. Her column every single day in Refinery29 is a very popular column. And she has a podcast that she started in April called A Single Serving Podcast. She is changing the conversation and the stigma around being a single woman in your 30s. And not just your 30s, really at any age, but her primary audience, um, her target audience is really in that mid 30 range range. Shaney is so hysterical and just so real and is just really so insightful. I absolutely love what she's doing. She's trying to change this conversation and shares from her own experiences and has a community of women on Facebook. And she's just really, she's doing something big. And um, and I'm really excited and I was honored to be able to interview her. We actually also recorded a podcast for a single serving podcast where she interviewed me about marriage and when I was single and all sorts of fun things. So definitely be sure to check that out. And in the meantime, let's get into today's episode. Here is Shaney Silver on episode 45 of Hashtag No Filter. Welcome, Shaney. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being here. So uh, we actually just recorded for Shaney's podcast, a single serving podcast. And so it's kind of a, a, a podcast swap. Yeah, exactly. That, that is what it is. Not well, kind of, it is. I have <laughs> never held a microphone in my hand like this before. You guys don't. I wish I had a picture. She is literally it's like so exciting. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm hosting the Emmys or something it's with this fun, court. Right? Yeah. I feel like we should break out in song. Right? Not, not in this moment, but maybe. I don't want you to lose followers, so I'm not going to say I'm going to go there. Okay, so let's start. Tell everyone who you are in a nutshell. Kind of your little bio, a little synopsis of your life. Sure. Um, so my name is Shaney Silver, and I'm a writer. And I write a column on Refinery29 called Every Single Day. And I host a podcast called A Single Serving Podcast. And I think for the last five or six years, I've been doing a lot of writing around relationships and dating and um, just being single in general. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of like the niche that I've carved out. But I also write on a variety of topics. Any Generally, anything I want to bitch about is, is what I choose. <laughs> Right. Um, but I love, I love, I love covering a lot of ground in my writing because I, it's just sort of, it, it's who I am and what I do. So I write about a lot of it's different amazing. things on medium and on any publication that will say yes to a pitch, <laughs> essentially, you know how hard that is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So how, so what inspired you to start a single serving podcast? I think seeing the response to the refinery series, um, I knew that there was more to say. Mm-hmm. And I also knew that there were more people to talk to than just me. Right. But in my writing style, I am not a reporter. And I'm not um, like text-based interviews for me. That's just not really a space that I've been mm-hmm. comfortable in. But I know how to talk. And I felt like maybe communicating verbally with other humans was something I could muster. <laughs> yes. So also I just, I had heard, um, I had started listening to a few podcasts and just thinking like, if they can do this, I can do this. Right. And I looked into it and starting a podcast isn't the easiest thing in the world, but it's not the hardest either. It's not. <laughs> so I, um, I just decided to start a podcast and see what would happen really right. if we discussed being single as if it wasn't a bad thing mm-hmm. and sort of tried to change the discussion around it, which is 
overall my goal is to change the yeah. way being single is viewed and change the way it's discussed and more than anything to provide more content for single women mm -hmm. than just dating shit. Right. Like we care about so much more than dating apps right. and so much more than dating advice. And it's just like enough with the dating content. Like mm -hmm. what else is going on with us? Like what else are we living and doing? Um, and like my target single girl is typically over 30. Okay. Um, but if you are younger than 30 and you vibe on this, awesome. Yeah, happy to have great. you. But you're most of the people that are listening to you and in your Facebook yep. group. Okay. Got it. So was there a specific instance in your life that um, made you, or, or, or like a moment in a conversation that made you think like, why are people like not treating single people this way, but thinking about single women this way. Was there an instance or is it just over time? There are two instances yeah. that come to mind. The first one was um, over Thanksgiving five or six years ago. I was like in the back seat of my mom's car, just running around between like Costco and dry cleaning yeah. and whatever. And I don't know, it was kind of just like one of those lightning strike moments in my head. I was just like, why am I trying to fix this thing? Right. Like, why am I spending so much of my time and effort trying to fix something, being unable to fix it and feeling stigma from the outside world at the same time? So it was like I was getting from one side of things, you know, family, friends, societally, yeah. singles, pretty shit. Like, why are you single? What's mm. wrong with you? Why aren't you partnered? Why aren't you married? You're getting so old. Stuff like that right. is on the one side of things. And then you try to like fix being single. And on mm -hmm. the other side of things, you get the most vile behavior from men in the dating world, in the online world. Yeah. So like as a grown single woman, I was like in between a rock and a dick pic and I couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> And a dick pic. But actually. But actually. Like, actually. Like we're in, actually. Right, right. It felt very unfair. It yeah. felt like a waste of my time. And I wanted to stop hating my life because, right. like, there are things in life to hate. Like, believe. Absolutely. Believe. Absolutely. I just didn't think that being single should be one of them. Mm -hmm. And I didn't. I also didn't want to get to a place in my life where I was in a relationship and think that I had wasted my single time. I wanted to enjoy right. it because yeah. eventually I am going to be in a relationship. Right. And so I don't want to look back on these like, days. What was I doing? Like yeah. you were depressed every day. Yeah. So do you notice it, it is, did, so, okay, well, obviously your podcast started this year, right? When did it, April 8th of this year. April yeah. 8th. Okay. So when you were in your twenties, cause now you're in thirties, when you were in your twenties, did you care as much about settling down or were you like running around town, like having fun or what, what, what was that vibe? Like did things shift when you hit 30 and now you're like, what? It was like a hot mess of all of the above. Yeah. I was doing a lot of unsuccessful dating, a lot of sh just dumb. Yeah. Drunk shit. As, as we do. As one does. <laughs> um, I didn't, I don't think I think when I was in my 20s, I was just disappointed that I didn't have a boyfriend because I just like wanted one. I thought that like I was right. supposed to have one and I wanted one and I'd had one before and that was great. And I wanted that again and Got I couldn't it. have it. And then when I hit 30, things began, began to shift for me. I think I started thinking about things a little differently and putting a little more effort into like my overall cognizance. Mm -hmm. Like, why am I going after this so hard? Why am I trying to find this so badly? And what am I missing because I'm spending all my time trying to find a partner? Right, right. So now, okay, so what is your current relationship status? Are you single or dating or? I mean, like I have a cat, but. I, but that's, is she, he? She. Cat. She, what's her name? Clementine. Clementine. That, that's a good cat name. Thank you. Um, no, I am. I'm single. I've been single for 11 years. Um, I deleted all my dating apps in February uh -huh. and haven't looked back haven't looked, once. Like, it's not like you're craving 
to oh, be on them. God, no. <laughs> the opposite. I, my right thumb is like, bitch, thank you. Oh my God. So did you, up until, or, or currently, are you, do you, I know you're not in a relationship. Are you dating, like meeting guys or going out or you have no interest or it's, what's the vibe right now? I definitely have an interest in dating, but I would like from now on for that to come to me very naturally Got and it. not because I was pursuing it via swiping through it, going through awkward back and forth messaging Got it. or just, you know, matching with like yeah. hundreds of men and never speaking to them. Like right. the waste of time is just so it, silly. So like I'm for sure open to dating. I would love course, to date. Right. But you're not seeking it out. No. You're not desperate. You are very happy. Very happy dating. the way I am. I think at this point that shit's going to have to find me. I, I I love that. So what so what would you say is the best way if someone is maybe not thinking like, you know, they're they're more maybe they want to go after it or they're like, you know, more active. What is the what is the best way to what would you say is the best way to meet someone? Oh, God, I still I still don't know. I think going anecdotally alone. Mm -hmm. Most of my friends who are partnered, most of my former colleagues who are partnered, acquaintances, right. for the most part, people meet through friends. Through friends. Yeah, so, I, I always yeah. think that's a great way. Because you know you also have the trust. Yeah. of the You know they're not a serial killer. Hopefully not. Or hopefully not. They but there's be, also but... the stigma of like, do you want to fix up your friends? Because if it doesn't work out, do you lose one of them? A little awkward. A little awkward, but yep. maybe worth it. I don't maybe. know. Maybe worth it. Right. Um, I... I don't know. It's I don't have like a go to answer for right. like where you meet people right. or how you meet people. But I do think that I have a lot of thoughts on like your own headspace within it. Yeah. And I think once you relax in your own mind about like just sort of letting things go and mm -hmm, letting things mm -hmm. come to you when they're supposed to mm -hmm. and losing some of that urgency. Yeah. For me, I feel better about dating now than I ever have. And I haven't gone on a date since like, oh, man, I feel like since perhaps since Obama was in office, truly. Like, Obama. I don't. Oh, that was, OK. It's so been like, a long time. Well, I mean, I maybe went on like two or three shit Tinder dates yeah, in yeah. 2018. Right. But I don't but, remember them. So I feel like I've either blocked them out consciously right. Or they weren't worth like I I just like, don't do a lot of dating right. in general. Right. Um, but I'm also like I'm comfortable with that because I would rather go on no dates than right. any more shit ones. And I think right. when I date moving forward, it will be because someone came into my life that I wanted to spend time with. Yes. And I will know when that happens. And exactly. So so when did this shift in and you're thinking you're because you have such a good attitude about it because I have single friends and some of them are totally fine being single loving it they're not they're good and then I have others that are very negative and cynical and 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 like this sucks life sucks like when did you ever have that those thoughts oh my god like I lived uh, that uh, for like, ever right so when did that shit like how I guess like what advice could you give to someone or how when did that shift happen I think I just got I got sick of hating my life for yeah. a reason that was outside of me rather right. than inside of me. I didn't want to hate my life anymore. I think like the second like lightning strike moment that I had with it after I decided that I didn't want to um, put so much effort into like fixing something because I didn't think that there was anything wrong with me. Right. As far as being single, like right. there's plenty <laughs> wrong with me otherwise. But like as far as being single, single though, right. there wasn't anything Nothing. wrong right. with me when I decided that I really had to shift everything about the way that I thought, the way that I approached life. Um, 
I've written about this too. I've I yeah. bought a coffee table from Target. Okay. Um, the coffee table like weighed as much as me, if not more. The box was two feet taller than me. I went to Target <laughs> to pick it up because I'm an idiot and didn't have Wait, it delivered. You went, like just walking, like as if you could walk at home. Like walking with my legs. I went to Target, and the woman <laughs> who like slid the box out of the closet was like, "Baby, how are you going to get this home?" And I was like, "I don't know. I'll figure it out because yeah. I've been figuring shit out on my own yeah. for a decade." And, like, so yeah, adults. like right. So I dragged it into an elevator. I dragged oh, you did it. it. I yeah. was gonna say, how the hell did you do that? Oh, it happened. <laughs> I dragged it to the curb. A very sweet Uber driver took me home, and he even handed it back to me. Looked at my stoop alone, and was like, "And he didn't speak English, so I think he said something very concerning in Spanish." I was like, "Are you okay? Or was like, Are you gonna be all right?" <laughs> and it was like, "I'll be fine." And he left, and I wasn't fine. Like I used to live on the fourth floor right. of a walk up, so I had to shove this box up four flights of stairs, and like. I went through like mental phases, flight after flight oh, of just it. like, like oh, I did it. did it. I did it. Were you sweating? Sweating, bruising. It was, I mean, there were maybe <laughs> tears. I don't, I don't really, maybe I've blocked that out too. It was just the was, worst. But the, you did it. I did it. I just kept thinking like, other bitches don't have to do this. Like right, there is right. someone they can call or someone who can come out of the apartment and help them schlep. And I right. never have the built-in schlepper because right. like, yes, I have friends, but no, I'm not going to call somebody and schedule my coffee table around someone else's right. like baby's nap schedule. Right. Sorry. No, exactly. I, no, nor do I want to have to, I want to be able to live my life on my schedule right. and on not. Terms. Yeah. yeah. Um, so just in that whole shoving a box upstairs moment, I was just like, I got to change I have to change how much I hate this. I don't want to hate this right. anymore. So like what needs to change in my mind to be able to be happier and right. to sort of let go, let go of the feelings of like feeling disappointed in myself because right. I was single. You're so self-aware. I mean, that's very like not ever. That's amazing. Like you are so self-aware to think that and that, like the awareness and then doing something about it because I, I, you know, it's easier said than done. Right. I mean, I'm almost 37. Talk to me at 27. There was like zero self-awareness <laughs> well, at that's, all. Of course. Of course. Yeah. So it's, it's definitely has to do with the stage, the age you are and, and your, your development and all of that. So, so now, so do you, do you want to get married? I do. I absolutely do. And I know that I will. It's just something. But you're that, not in a rush. Like, no, you're, you're absolutely good. not. And kids? I don't want children, yeah, which I think contributes largely to yeah. me not feeling like I'm in a right. rush. And right. I do. I'm very cognizant in all of my work that when I speak to single women, there's a certain level at which I can't identify with them. Because if you do want children, there is that level of urgency. Because that is, literally your body. You, I mean, there are other ways to have kids. I mean, you could adopt. You, I mean, there oh, are for other sure. ways. But you're not. That's not like. No, not I don't want to be a mother. That's yeah. not something that um, that I crave or desire. You know, I. I always thought when I was in my 20s, I was like, oh, it's fine. The mother thing will show up. I'll start feeling like I want kids soon, right? So I always said to people, yeah, of course I'm going to be a mom someday. Because that's what you say. That's what society. <laughs> I assumed it would show right. up. Like but it didn't. It never showed up. And then the older I get, not only does it not show up, like the repulsed nature when I see other women have kids, just sort of creeps yeah. up inside of me telling me that I am not meant to be a mom. Right, That's right. not to say I'm not meant to be a nurturer or a caregiver right. or like to help people or to to have warm feelings toward of others course. i get like i get yeah. a lot of like frigid uh like um what's Where the word people think for? you are like, yeah that you're kind of a bitch and that you have yeah. no feelings and no heart kind yeah of thing. because like i don't want to be a mom 
Right. Which is so crazy. I know. Because we share that like I, I in in your podcast, we were saying that I don't have kids. We don't know if we want them. Definitely not right now. And we don't even know if we want them. But most of our married friends already have kids. And it is. So I guess in that vein, um, not with the kids standpoint, but like how do you um, and you asked me a similar question. So this is just great. This swap <laughs> situation because it's all like it's all co- cohesive. OK, so your friends that are do you have a lot of friends that are married or dating or most married or dating or the single vast majority of my friends are married, partnered or parents or parents. Or okay. So, OK, so how did if they have, how did your friendships change if they changed um, when they hit that next stage in life? Ha- has there been a huge shift? Like, h- how has that been for you, that whole transition over yeah. the years? It's absolutely shifted 100%. Yeah. It always shifts, it always changes. Right. Um, a lot of it also is due to the fact that I keep moving, which mm-hmm. doesn't help matters much. Right, right. But the thing that I notice, um, the love hasn't gone anywhere. Right. We still love each other just as much and respect each other as much and are still. Um, as invested in the other's happiness as we always were. But um, there's a natural decrease in time spent together and a natural decrease in time traveling together. Even just the amount of texts or emails or Mm -hmm, messages back mm -hmm. and forth, it decreases. It's just a very natural thing that happens. Of course. And that doesn't bother me. The only thing that is tough is sometimes you realize when you're hanging out with people who have kids or people who are married, how little you have to talk about. Yeah. Like all about the formula and like the breastfeeding and the the whoopee bobby boppy thing. The boppy thing. thing. Is that the breastfeeding pillow? Oh, I thought it was the thing they sit in on the counter. You could be right. Oh, shit. No, you're probably right. (laughs) I've shopped for enough baby showers. I feel like I need to have my shit together. But that's kind of what you've noticed, that the the conversation. No, it's not even that. It's like I think we're all very aware that we don't have any perspective for the other's life. Yeah. So it's so hard to generate conversation. I've actually tried to get better about that. Like what are conversation topics I can use with my married and partnered friends and that have kids that have nothing to do with marriage or kids or anything? Like what life shit can we talk about to further connect on? Exactly. Because the natural conversation topics on their end, they feel like weird talking to me about it because I don't know any of that shit. Mm -hmm. And they also like if they try to ask me about dating, they're going to get like a fire breathing dragon come back at them because I can't be asked about my dating life one more time. Like I just like over brunch or dinner. It's like it's always the first goddamn thing. So how's dating going? Right. right. Is there anyone right now? I'm never going to answer that question again. I'm telling you like. I mean, I'll answer it on a podcast, but like yeah. sitting down at dinner or yeah. like at Thanksgiving, oh, whatever. God. Yeah, it's different. Yes. It's never going to happen again. No. That question is canceled. No. Ex- yes, exactly. And I and I feel whether it's because the life stage, literally my dress is like showing my everything. Um, the, the life stage, whether it's because they're now coupled up or because it's a baby or both, whatever it is, it, it does change. Uh, it has to change. Like mm-hmm. you said, I mean, it's going to change. It's going to change. Yeah. But I guess, I, okay, so I guess the question is what could um, – women that are out there that are married or have a baby, what could they do if anything to um, make, I guess, stop asking that question mm. would be your answer. Like stop asking, are you, how's your dating life? Is that something they could do to make that whole relationship kind of, I don't know how to word it. We'll get there. We'll My get there. Out. But like, you know, like I'm saying basically like what can, what can the coupled up person do or the, the mother do when to keep your friendship intact? Oh my God, like Like text and say hi. Just be normal. Just be normal. (laughs) Just invite someone out to dinner. Just be like, hey, you want to grab a drink after work? If 
a married or partnered friend of mine texted yeah. me out of the blue and said, hey, do you want to get a drink in an hour? I would piss myself. Like, it just doesn't, it happen, doesn't happen. Because but it always has to be, like, so far in advance right. planned. It's the plans. The babysitter. The this, the and that, I don't right. resent that. Like, no. whatever your version of busy is, be that busy. I'm happy that that's the, the busy that you have... Uh, like acquired in yeah, your life yeah. I want that for you yeah. and I don't want to like impose on anyone's life right but I do every now and then want to be remembered by right. my friends and sometimes that dec- well no all the time that decreases when they partner when they partner so have you noticed across the board with all your friends or are there some that are better than others with that or is it <sighs> I mean my best friend and I have always maintained I have two best friends. I have one that lives in uh, New Orleans and one that lives in Dallas. And neither of them, they're both partnered, and yeah. neither of them have decreased their right. attention that they give me right. ever. Ever. Um, yeah. So and it's the ones that, that really um, want to show up for you, you'll notice very quickly. That, yeah. Um, yeah. Neither of them have kids. So we'll okay. see if that right, changes. Right, I don't know. Right, right. I'm so, I don't want them to have kids because I'm, I want to get that right. attention from right. them, but right. I'm also a selfish asshole. Right. Um, <laughs> But yeah, all? <laughs> I think um yeah, it's it's never not changed because there's it's a different dynamic. It will always be a different dynamic. But if you if there's something that you as a partner person want to do for your single friends, text and say hi. Right. Make plans, right. send an email. Right, exactly. And you don't also I think that some of us are scared to like just send casual dumbass emails to mm-hmm. friends we haven't talked to in a while because inevitably they're gonna want to make plans or something and like mm-hmm. we kind of just wanna stay home. Right. So like develop a relationship paradigm where you don't have to make plans right. every time you talk. Absolutely. You Not like, just, oh my God, we yeah. have to catch up in person, but exactly. let's just like shoot the shit just via email or text or whatever. Some shit. Shoot some shit. Over text, because over no email. Wants plan. Like I don't want like, I don't want I, what plans. is that meme or that not a gift. The meme that's like when your friend cancels on you, you're oh, so happy. It's <laughs> the best thing ever. It's the best thing. No one wants to I mean, no, ever you of course you want to see your friends, but no one care. Like I know, I know. I, like, we I'm don't want just, to admit it. But we don't want to admit it. But but where it, else if not here? Right. <laughs> this is where hashtag no. <laughs> Seriously. So, in terms of so okay, so in terms of your friendships, of course, by default they're going to change. Yes. They're just just that's life, and that's that's fine. What about the friends? Have you had friends that are? It's not judgmental. It kind of is judgmental. But the ones that – the way they ask – because I've noticed in my life with Matthew and my kind of like unconventional life and almost separating in the whole shebang, there's a way to ask questions that is just out of curiosity yeah. and just like, oh, tell me more. And then there's ways to ask – and this has been a hot topic I keep talking about recently – but way to, ways to ask with judgment. So if you – is that in your – like in terms of your – like when people say like, are you single? Is there a way to ask? Like – are you dating? How's your dating life? Like, I know that for me with my shit, there's a way to ask to not be a fucking dick. For sure. <laughs> for sure. Anytime anybody asks me questions about my dating life or my singlehood, the the one comfort is knowing that it's never coming from a bad place. Right. It's right. always coming from a place of right. love and a place of concern. Right. Um, so when I want to fire something bitchy back to change the behavior in a very like shock you out of it kind yeah. of way, I restrain myself because I'm a grown up and because I probably haven't been drinking yet. And <laughs> like... Uh, remember if you're on the receiving end of questions that you don't necessarily want to receive just try to have a little bit of empathy and understand where the question is coming from and hopefully it's coming from a good place if it's not coming from a good place right. unleash hell but if it is nice. coming from unleash a good place hell. yeah yeah um i mean take a breath yeah <laughs> like let the person know like 
FYI, when you ask me about right. my dating life, it's very comparable to me asking you how happy your marriage is today. Right. Just want to let right. you know, right. happy to dish when there's something to dish. When there's not, you'll know because I won't be talking about it. That's a good answer. We'll be talking about the news. No, the news is a terrible idea. <laughs> Don't know. We won't talk about the news. We won't talk about, we won't the, talk news. about no. the news. Um, I mean, you know, uh, anything in the Marvel Comics world is a right. safe space for <laughs> me. safe space, yeah. Um, oh, if you know when The Crown is coming back to Netflix, That's drop a good, me a line. Right. Um, there's just, <laughs> there's so much yeah. else. Well, and it's like uh, the people that I've connected most with as I've, as, as I've become an adult, you know, as I've gotten older are the ones that I have something in com common with in terms of work, in terms of podcast shit, in terms of blog writing, or just being in the creative industry, like our jobs, you and me both, like we work from home. We were, you know, we, we don't have conventional jobs and, and in terms of the nine to five behind the desk shit, which yeah. I would kill myself if I had that job i'm but, a 6 a.m to 2 p.m kind of girl always yeah. have been always and will see, be I'm no later. shame i'm like 10 a.m to like i'm, I'm the yeah, opposite yeah. i'm not a morning person Most but i'll stay up till midnight fucking freak i love that you're up early though but then from 2 p.m on you're kind of like living the dream i also just like do life shit between two and whenever right. i crash see, that's like how like great like i am so great i do not take it for granted i'm so grateful that i can like go run errands at 2 p.m Oh man, it's the I best mean, thing ever. Anyway, but I um uh lost train of thought. Okay, so you started this podcast. You write about it. There's a stigma about uh, it is what it is. There's a stigma around being a single woman. Yes, it's, it's ridiculous. We need to ch change that, which is what you're doing with your podcast. Where did that stigma come from? Oh god, I mean, I guess movies, media. I think it's been baked into society for a long time. I think um there's been since forever. There's been like a woman's air quotes place mm -hmm. and a man's air quotes place. Right. And right, right, I think right. um, there there's a very tangible difference in those two places because women are thought to need to be wives, need to be mothers. Mm -hmm. And if you don't do either of those things, there's something wrong with you. And I think there's a lot of fear around women who don't do those things. Mm -hmm. And I think I'm right because we don't feel that way about single men. Right. We don't give a shit about single men. Right. I mean, on my side of things, we all give a shit about right. single men. Like, right, where right, the right. fuck are you hiding? Right. But like, in general, it's totally okay to be a single man. And it's totally not okay to be a single woman. It's crazy. Like, look at the labels they give. Spinster versus Playboy. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, really? Right. By the way, try calling me a spinster. I dare you. <laughs> I dare you. Um, <laughs> but in general, I think right. it's it's very, very baked into society. It has been for a very long time. Um there are traditional gender traditional gender roles. I've had wine too, guys. Sorry. Yeah, yeah it um, works. It works. This is our second podcast of the day, guys. Right. Come on. <laughs> um, there are traditional roles that, thankfully, I think are uh, less popular than they used to Agree. be, and less yeah. less uh, mandatory. Right. For right, sure. Right. right, right. Um, we now know that there are a million ways to be a man, and a million ways to be a woman, mm -hmm. and a million ways to be partners, and a million ways to be parents. Mm -hmm. We can do whatever the hell we want, and we will hopefully only become more accepting of a variety of ways that people choose to live their lives. Mm -hmm. I hope that's what happens. Yeah. But for some reason, it's still a sad Kathy comic if you're mm -hmm. over thirty and a single woman. Crazy. And I just want to leave being single better than when I found it. God, that's good. But that's and that's that's what your podcast is doing. I mean, you have a Facebook Trying, group, correct? Or try and and people are so is everyone in your Facebook group? Are they all? They're not all the same age. I mean, they're not all around the same age, or maybe they are. 
for the most part, I think we are probably between very late 20s okay. and mid 40s. Okay. Okay. In, within the actual Facebook group. But if I had to guess, I would say our average age is probably between like 33 and 36. Something Got like it. that. Got it. See, it's it's so crazy because, but but it's also the same thing. And I keep going back to it only because this is what I know right now is the baby thing. Yeah. You've been married five years. Yeah. I'm, you know, going to be 35. Like, when so, are you getting pregnant? <laughs> you have no idea how many questions. When are you guys having a baby? Why You've is been that anyone's years. business? No idea. And it's and and but it's the same idea that this is what's supposed in air quotes supposed to happen. Mm. And I have a a, a a dear friend of mine who I've known forever. I believe she just had her forty fourth birthday, maybe forty. She had a bunch of boyfriends on and off. She's like people ask, people ask her and she's not coupled up right now people ask her well what are you going to do about a baby she's like i'm i'm good like if i want to adopt i will adopt mm-hmm. if i want to i'm good but yep. why do why are people so concerned it's almost like it makes it makes them feel uncomfortable it's not you it it's makes not them me. feel better when we are neatly packaged they feel better yeah. about the world about themselves about life when like something that's out in the breeze like a single woman is right. like neatly tied down and packaged and they can understand her life and her world and like that makes them feel more comfortable it's so it's so crazy but i do feel like at least the blogs i read and the the websites i read there's a lot more articles and i know we both know grace the stripe she has talked about it because people have asked her i mean she's single and she is so happy like she's yeah. fine and but, but people will ask and she's written articles and there have been it wasn't a man or there have been other sites that have that write about it and i do feel those that that stigma is going to be gone it will be gone at some point we're trying you're and your podcast is doing major things and grace also speaks so eloquently on the topic she speaks eloquently on everything and i feel yeah. like a in a china shop next to her sometimes but <laughs> I she her. i love her her attitude about yeah. life in general but yeah. particularly about being single yeah. i love the way that she approaches it and her grace for lack of a better way yeah. to put it yeah, her, yeah. Oh, pun intended would that be a pun i don't i've had wine um but yes but exactly so it's it's kind of um i guess the the goal like what what more can people do whether single whether married whether with kids whether whatever their shit is what more can people do to like get this stigma to be gone like what can we do like what because and and, and i'm and it's like funny because i'm asking you about in terms of the single thing but i'm thinking about it with me in terms of the baby thing yeah but both like what can we do like do this i guess have you these let conversations it yeah. you let it go yeah let it go people you need to understand fucking, that like, it was never bad or weird or wrong to begin Ever. with if a 40 year old woman doesn't have a baby or if a 33 right. year old woman isn't married right. or if a 21 year old girl is married right it, it, it just goes let for it anything. all go right. just right. let your preconceived notions Correct. of what should happen in life let them go Correct. and recognize that everyone is meant to live life in their own unique and way how they want to do it and how, how they, they want to do, do it. it how they want to do exactly. it exactly the um and we talked we've talked about it briefly on yours but it, there was an article that i wrote about marriage and one of the lessons and he said i feel like i'm talking about myself a lot in my own podcast which i hate but i'm it loving has to do it. With it but with saying that like your story might not look like anyone else's and that's okay yes. that's so great yeah like why would you want to look the same as everyone else like being like cutouts, like like um, you know, like those those communities that are all the same houses, like Stepford Wife kind <laughs> of shit. Wise, yes. That's my biggest fear. My yeah. biggest fear yeah. is a life that I find to be confining or boring or expected. Right. Like I I enjoy not knowing what's going to happen in the future, not knowing what life looks like entirely right. for me yet. Right. And for a long time, while I was not okay with my singleness yet for a yeah. long time I used to fear that future and the biggest change for me is now I look forward to it right like I still if you think about it I still have meeting my husband to look forward to 
Like you that's can't tell true. me that's a bad thing. Like no, I'm are so you kidding? stoked the, about the that. The initial first few dates of like the guy you're yeah. going to be with, you can't, you, that shit should be bottled up. I mean, it, like no one's farting around each other yet. Right. Like it's just that really early stage. Shitting. You know what I mean? Like that really early stage, like where you don't know each other well yet, but you know that there is something that pulls you toward that person. It's the best. It's the sparks. It's the reason that a lot of couples, well, I think all couples should be in therapy, but why you have that, what is that? Seven year it, itch not itch uh, where things kind of die that's why we don't i mean is it really seven years is it seven years? i wouldn't I know that up. seven seven year stretch seven year thank you thank you baseball, baseball terms now yankees oh my god <laughs> i haven't been to a game yet this summer i'm dying to go oh, are you a big baseball fan no oh, i just like drinking outdoors <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> i will drink outdoors with you anytime let's go to a baseball game <laughs> okay um but no it's 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 why marriages can fall flat it's why relationships but that beginning is so exciting this is so ridiculous and you're probably gonna be like you're did you ever watch the 50 shades movies no um or read the books no is it because you're like oh or you're just like it was never your thing like it was because it felt like porn but not quite either do or don't or don't half porn me don't half porn me either like, porn me or don't it's either like a biography of like a former politician <laughs> or like actual porn. Like when you, when it's something in the middle, right. to me, it just felt like I felt the same way about the, Magic Mike. Okay. Like yeah, I, never yeah, I never saw that, that shit yeah. because yeah, I'm like, no, this same. is, this is porn kind of. And I never read the Fifty Shades books because, well, I started one and I was like, this is so fucking weird. And I stopped, but I, <laughs> I liked the movies, but the reason I liked the movies, it's not because he's like slapping her with a leather band. Cause I think that's weird. <laughs> that's just my opinion. Whatever but works, Whatever man. works, but not, it's not because he's like inflicting like this pain on her it's more so the spark that they have yeah. and I know this sounds so ridiculous because it's she's right but this it was on the other night that's why it's in my head but the spark that they have you can't get that back no I don't think the, the exact so yeah you have that to look forward to and I have that to work on a therapy <laughs> yeah it's just different like, but I also think you but, have layers and levels of like love and intimacy that yes. you have that you know are coming because you're already married like you have that to dig into if you want right like that's already there and you know who that's going to occur with right and there can right. be a lot of fear with single women because we don't know who that's you going to happen know. with right 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 um but, but you I, know yeah. you get to that is really it's exciting. coming yeah. yeah and I also really admire you for saying that every couple should be in therapy because I 100% agree and yes. I also think you have to be in therapy when you're happy I Agreed. don't think Agreed. you can only Agreed. go in crisis. You have no, to go when you're for happy. maintenance. Oh my God. I think it should be, I literally think it should be mandated. You should not get married if you are not in, or even, no, I wouldn't say just in a relationship, but if you're about to like tie the knot and make it legal and binding and all, go to fucking therapy, invest in therapy. Invest, find yes. the therapist that yes. works well for you, yes. stick with them. Like yes. there's no shame. There's no, it doesn't but mean that you're going to break up. That's another stigma. That's another thing that therapy is so taboo and oh God, therapy. I think it's taboo if you're not in therapy. Agreed. Like if, I mean, come on. It's like, what are you doing? Everyone <laughs> needs to be in therapy. Everyone needs to be or in therapy. Or at least have, like, I am not as a single woman in therapy, but I do have things that I, like, I do a shit ton of meditation. And you do your own stuff. Yes. It's not like you're I do pushing it under the rug. Like, I call it, like, human work. I do a yes, lot of work yes, on myself yes, and yes. a lot of work on my on my your shit, shit. Yeah. on your shit everyone yeah. has shit and yeah. like you can deny it all you want but you probably have some shit we all do sorry <laughs> right. we're human we're human right like <laughs> it, it's it it 
it just it is what you it can't is. walk outside without right. like taking in things that like whether you exactly. realize it or not you're absorbing so much exactly. of the world that will impact you and whether that means you going to therapy and you don't have to go to therapy if it means you can read books that help or meditate whatever it is but do something don't push it under the rug and just like exist the that rug sounds- will the rug will grow and find you and, and swallow will. you and wrap you up and toss you out a window like don't you're sweep so anything right. under that rug it will I find know. you you're it will so find right you. I loved that because I'm picturing literally the rug sweeping like it. a cartoon <laughs> rug like eating yeah. you alive I used to think I was fine like I was like oh I've pushed past all my childhood shit and none of it is a problem for me no I like consciously was like Mm -hmm. bucketing things and moving on past it but my subconscious was like bitch please oh yeah a hundred percent you have to you just have to deal with it but some people are very I also think it has a lot too they're scared to see because they know they have a lot of shit it's Mm -hmm. just like well where do I start like it's overwhelming oh that fear is real and by the way Uh, that fear is very valid very oh my god so valid but but sometimes you just gotta do it rip the band-aid start and yeah so I yes couples therapy do it (laughs) worth it I have a great couple service so what advice would you give to your younger self whether it was when you before you had you had a different attitude on all this stuff or just in general like your advice that you'd give when you were younger first of all don't go to law school okay so we we don't recommend that no I would have broken my own (laughs) knees before letting myself go to law school um also like seek out more quality than what you were allowing yourself to have. I had a lot of um, like random sex, a lot of random dates, a lot of random like not- In college or is this, or when I- From college to like, I don't know, two weeks ago, like that kind you know what I mean? (laughs) Like, no, no, but like for when you're 20s and all that. In my 20s, I would have sought out more quality and settled less. Okay. I thought that attention was good, no matter what kind of attention it was, because I didn't, I wasn't ever really a boyfriend girl. I never had boyfriends okay. in high school. I never really had boyfriends. Because you didn't want to be just with one person? Or? No, no one liked me. I was like super, I was a Jewish girl in a 5A <laughs> Texas high school where everyone was Southern Baptist and I was right, a weird right. one. And I was, I've always been very different from everyone around me and I've never been an object of male desire. Like in a, in a grand scheme of things kind of a way. Like okay. I've had boyfriends and relationships right, and right, they've right, been right. lovely, but it was never like I was that girl that everyone was like, oh, I want to ask her out or I want to ask her to dance. Like that was never me. Got it. So when I got into my 20s and I realized there was like this overabundance of male energy around me all the time, Mm -hmm. whatever that was in my mind, it was good. And I would have, I would have filtered that more and sought out more higher quality relationships than what I had. I see. I I think I was pretty willing to settle for like, not any attention, but almost, you but know, it wasn't fulfilling. Like, or, no, or it wasn't fulfilling at all. I mean, I would still be in those relationships if that was the case. Exactly. So yeah. then what, so what are your thoughts on, and maybe it's a different answer from when you were in your twenties to when you're in your thirties, but like one night stands. It has to come from within you. You yeah. have to really want okay. the one night stands to have them. I've certainly had plenty. Right. Um, I I can't tell you that I'll ever have one again. Okay. I think I've hit my quota. Okay. Okay. For for my lifetime. Did any of those ever turn into something more than that one night stand? Fuck no. Never. No. Right. So it's, I mean, yeah. there's that. I know. I never saw, for me either. I mean, no. Yeah. I saw like an Instagram meme once that actually really resonated with me. It used to be how long do we date before we have sex, and now it's how long do we have sex before we date. Yeah. And <laughs> as soon as I saw that, I was like, I refuse to participate yep. in this bullshit. Yeah. Like no, I just um. One night stands served a purpose in my twenties. And you're not right. For right. sure. I was I was a very late bloomer in all aspects. I lost my virginity really late and Got I was it. I was exploring 
a lot of sexuality in my 20s. Right. I wish there had been less alcohol involved. Mm. Um, but I know now that what I am looking for is not a one night stand. It is not sex without feeling. Right. It's not sex without actual desire for me. Because right. Because of right. like who right. I am. Right. So it's. I would have spent more time in my 20s had I known better. But like, how the fuck do you know better in your 20s? Like, how do you know? So I don't really regret anything I've ever done because I think I was doing what I needed to do at the time. And I'm really happy with where I've landed now. So it all it's all good. Yeah. Like it all happened. But now you probably wouldn't just go home with someone. Very small likelihood of that happening. Okay. Um, It's it's just not something that's a part of my life anymore. You know right, what I mean? Right, right. Like I don't yeah. like go out. Like, I was gonna looking say, like for... I don't go out. Like I mean, at, in your thirty, I mean, things change. You're not. I was literally going to all the like the Murray Hill bars in my twenties. I haven't done that in forever. Like they smell. They smell. They smell, they smell like so... frat houses. Oh god. Oh, Brother Jimmy's. Oh. Did you ever go to Brother Jimmy's? Yeah, I went a yep. lot of places, yep. girl. I went a lot of places. <laughs> tonic, Tonic East. I did that one no. a lot. Tonic. I did. It was all a Murray Hill situation. I did um three three. Oh, we had Sixth Street in Austin, Texas. Oh, you were in and Austin. I keep forgetting if you went to the university of texas in austin you know the smell the unique smell of a sixth street bar um it's really dirty there i mean it was it always on sixth street i didn't obviously go to college in austin but in like 2003 2004 when i was in college sixth street was still a thing for sure still thing and now i think it's a thing but it's really smelly and gross i haven't been back there in so long (laughs) but back then that was the thing it was was the the thing thing. i mean that was like rainy street yeah yeah. rainy street in the east side for sure yeah um but no there's that smell yeah God. And like, <laughs> yeah. you don't, I don't ever again, I know this is like unrealistic, but I never want to stand on a floor that my feet stick to ever again. It's the worst. Ever it's again. The, did you ever like, I'm sure in college, like, were you into frat boys? I think, you know, there really wasn't an option at Texas. Oh, it yeah, was Texas, like, they're odds, all frat boys. odds are you're going to be dating some frat boys. Um, But uh, I hate to generalize now because yeah, we're so I far know, past I know. it. <laughs> But I know a bro when I see one. You're right. <laughs> I mean, come I on. I just I don't think they're really into me. <laughs> it's just this. This isn't the vibe. That, that's no, not going to be the your. Vibe. But also, like, who's to say? I, I think um, I'm really cautious of generalizing, and I'm mm-hmm. also really cautious of having a type. I don't want to have a type. Ask you, yeah. Do you have a type? No. Apart you... from having this weird, like, gravitational pull toward really tall blonde dudes with glasses. Okay. Other than that, no. We're good. And even like that, like visual is just a random thing that I've always been attracted to, but like my taste spans right. essentially everyone. But if someone were to ask you, what is your type? Like you think of that yeah. physically talking. And it's been that way since I'm like a kid. Like it's just really? it's so weird. I've always been attracted to tall blonde guys with glasses. So I should are just you, like, how tall are you? Are I'm five six. I should move to Norway. Like this is it's not gonna work here. <laughs> They're all like Jewish bankers here with dark <laughs> hair and they're five five. Like what are you know, my family's like so annoyed that I like the Goyesha blondes. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Would you do you care about religion? in terms of getting married no i have not practiced my religion okay. in in years and years and i, I would probably can, like categorize myself with self as an atheist now. got it so that's not it's it's probably good. for the best that i end up with someone who's not super religious i don't got know it. that that would work out but of it, either way like oh, either other, way, yeah. anything in terms of type i don't i don't have one i like to allow life to delight me right right i don't right, know right. what kind of person yeah, i'll end up with how can you say like i feel like you said like I, I my ex looked completely different than my husband now my other ex, i mean they're all different <laughs> i have two deal breakers and two deal breakers Ooh, are they the first one is i have to be with someone who doesn't want children because i don't think it's okay. possible to spend your lives together where one wants a kid and one doesn't i agree with that. i also I won't bring that. a kid into this world that i don't want agree agree the other one is if i have to fake my laughs we aren't gonna mm, work out yeah 
Like I know. I mean, you have to make me laugh, and it has to. I have to mean it. The gut laugh, like the real like belly laugh. Like I, I've sat through so many bad like two glasses of Sauvignon Blanc and like terrible non jokes. So last lifetime. (laughs) Um, Do you have a good fake laugh? Like. I don't know. I've never, <laughs> I've never analyzed it. I don't ever want to hear it again. You don't want, right. So those are deal breakers. Like those yes. would be very. I have to be able to laugh with you. And it's, it's for both of our benefit if you also do not want children. So, and if they say they really do want children, but the connection is so strong, like, no. He's just not the guy it's for just, me. It's not good. Right. That, I'm okay admitting that. It's okay. Yeah. I'm not scared that he's the last guy that's right, ever going to come right, into my right, life. Right, you know? Right, right, right. It's, it's about building the family that you want. And the family that I want is me and a partner. Right. And whatever animals we choose to raise. I was raise. just going to say, can we have dogs and things? Oh, <laughs> I, like, every I'm a dog creature person. Or or I'm, yeah. a, I'm an animal person. I oh, love so dogs. Oh, so you would have other animals. Oh my God, I would have a dog in a heartbeat, but I'm not going to take it to take a shit with a the flu. There has to be some backup. <laughs> I have to have some backup <laughs> for no, a dog. You know you can get a small dog that's paper trained but then it smells a little but i don't want my house to smell like leavings no right so i, I want to wait until i have in a some house backup. or somewhere yeah. that it can go in the backyard or whatever yeah okay my cat is extremely <laughs> low maintenance which is why she's allowed in my house right otherwise yeah done that yeah. would be done um okay tell ever the these are I've, you've listened to the podcast so you probably know but these are some of my favorite questions um and they spark sometimes other conversations which are always interesting what um not what who if you could have drinks or lunch or brunch or coffee with anyone in the world living or dead who would it be tracy ellis ross and tell us what why? I feel like it's obvious. <laughs> She's the coolest person in the world. Yeah. Like, I love her energy. Right. Her right. energy is so glowing yep. and radiant and positive and funny. Uh-huh. And oh, my God. Like, it's so crazy. Like, it's it's odd that I am as, like, friendship attracted to Tracy Ellis Ross and my mother is a massive Diana Ross fan always Ah. has in my entire life like if it wasn't country music that was being fed to me it was the Supremes just over and over and over again my mom absolutely loved Diana Ross still does yeah and like I didn't know who Tracy Ellis Ross was for a long time because I wasn't like watching the shows that she was on or whatever but then once I was you know like societally introduced to her I was like this is a woman oh that is just a yeah. beacon of inspiration for me. So I feel like she's a huge one. Another one is Chelsea Handler. Oh, God, yeah. She just makes me laugh so Beyond. hard from such an honest place. She always has. Like, I didn't... Um, the, my first introduction to Chelsea Handler was through one of her early books. Right, right. And it was really the first time that I had laughed out loud reading, truly. Oh, my god. And I was like, this woman is somebody that makes me laugh in a genuine way. I'm yeah. going to follow her, and I've followed yeah. her since. Oh. I just finished her most recent book, Life Will Be the Death of Me. And yeah, I need to read it. It's so the very first um, like page that you flip to after the cover is a list of all of her like f- five or six books that she's written. Yeah, five bestsellers in a row. Like just and yeah. I texted a picture of that list to my best friend, and I'm like, "This is what I'm gonna fucking do." Yeah, you like, are. It's, I've 100%. never seen more life goals in my life. Yeah, like, no, that's she's what I beyond. Want. Beyond. I don't want to be on television. I have absolutely no desire. Like okay. I hate wearing makeup. I right. don't. I know, but the but, writing part yeah. of that. That is, is what I want. That's okay. Those are good. Those would be good people. So drinks, what would you have with them? Drink, dinner, brunch, lunch? <sighs> with Tracy Ellis Ross, whatever she wants. What doesn't matter, right? And I would really love to attend some kind of uh, cannabis-based dinner with Chelsea Handler because yeah. I feel like she's got a good line on that shit. Did you watch Chelsea Lately? Oh, what sure. was it called? Not Chelsea Lately. Uh, Chelsea, Chelsea does. does. Chelsea does. That was awesome. All four episodes. All, yes. Because I you when you said that, I pictured them at that dinner when they were all, it was all, it was cannabis based. And it was right. the funniest. It's the best thing ever. <laughs> if someone were to play you in a movie, who would it be? 
<gasps> oh my god. Um. That is, oh god, that's such a good question. I okay. love that question. It's intense because I have like a few. I've gotten that I look like Demi Moore. I don't buy it. Um, you know your hair, your eyes. Actually, I can see it. I can see that. But like, you would have to hybrid her with like an Alanis Morissette, or mm. like blend like a drop of Liv Tyler in there, just okay. because I'm obsessed with her. That would um, be great. Something like that. Something okay. Like- and what would the movie be about, or what would it be called? I like to think that it would be set at summer camp because I have had dreams my whole life. Like Wet Hot American Summer is amazing, mm-hmm. but it's one fucking movie. Right. Like I'm not done. There's just, I'm not done. I, Wait, were you a big summer camp? Oh you, yeah. You went to Ramah. You for, were, a right. for a like, decade. Like I grew up in Ojai, California a month at a time for 10 years. So, so you have things to talk about and deeply rooted Mm -hmm. i will say the wet hot american summer is incredibly accurate like it's comedy but it's the truth so yours would be about something based in summer camp i feel like um but you'd have to like it would have to be adults going back to summer camp got it it. because you would want to like drink right of course course. yeah (laughs) you know like um but i something like that or I, I like that. Isn't wouldn't that be fun? Yeah, because most people answer with like the story of their life kind of thing. Like it'd be about my life. Oh or about God, my I'm not entertaining <laughs> in any way. No, I'm I'm a normal. No. I'm just a normal. Oh, like right, it's right. I, yeah, I think I like that. I do too. Okay, if there are any producers out there, get, hey, get if you touch. want a summer camp <laughs> movie that like talks about dyeing your hair with kool-aid at 35 let's we we have someone for you let's let's show let's show um celebrity crush oh this varies back and forth um god i mean matthew gray goobler from criminal minds Mm -hmm. but i feel like all of us that love him love dr spencer reed his character and like not so much the human in real life in real life you're really hard-pressed to give an answer other than Chris Evans. Yeah. Like yeah. What, Captain yeah. fucking America. Like what else right. do you Come want? On. What yeah. do you what, want? What do you want? I mean, maybe <laughs> Thor. Maybe Thor maybe is what Thor. you want. I feel is like it? Marvel just scooped up every hot yeah. man except for Ryan Gosling and Idris Elba. Mm-hmm, and then like, mm-hmm. you know. So there you go. Okay. Yeah. What about if there was an airplane outside the building, mm-hmm. where would it want you to take you? Where would you want it to take you right now? Paris, one way. And, and you've obviously been, it sounds like. Cause I like to go once a year if I can. Oh, you, oh so you've been a lot. And yeah. you just, would you live there? Um, If someone could guarantee me that they could teach me French and it would stick, yes. You, but I've been on Duolingo uh, for two years. And I got to tell you. You've been what? On Duolingo, the language du- app. Oh, the language app. So what are you, are you learning French? Yeah, well, oh, trying. I mean, trying. it's not working. Can you speak it right now? Fuck no. No. <laughs> I can read a menu and not order something terrifying. That's what Got I can it. do. That's about, that's where it is. I started learning French because I also really love Montreal. Okay. And I've been to Montreal a bunch of times. Got it. And... I just got really frustrated because Montreal is an amazing food and wine city. In my mm-hmm. opinion, it's one of the best in the world, if not the best in the world. And when uh, I got there, like I was very frustrated that I couldn't just read the menu and know right. what it was because it's known for its food and wine, but yet right. I can't understand it. Correct. That <laughs> felt like I was missing out. So then you so I started so learning good. Like, um, it's better than not trying. Okay. So <laughs> like, it's better than nothing. I think paying for real lessons would, would have be. behooved me better. So okay. yeah. got it. Um, what motto or quote do you try to live by every day or just your favorite quote, something that you really, you know, try to implement in your life? That is another really good, because you know you have one, but you don't have it mm-hmm. like readily available. And I have a bunch that I love, but when I'm asked, I don't fucking know. <laughs> I think uh, 
Or just general idea. Mm. I try to more so in my grown ass years. Yeah. I just try to always put myself in the perspective of whoever I'm communicating with or thinking about, like, what are they thinking and where are they coming from? Mm. Because if you don't understand that, it's very easy to harbor a lot of resentment and anger within yourself mm-hmm. and i don't have any more room for any more of that no so, so being empathetic like yeah it, it showing empathy yeah but something. on the positive and negative side of things like yeah. if someone's in pain or if someone's angry like understanding where they must be coming from but also if they're really happy mm-hmm. understanding where they're coming from too and not resenting that i think right. as a single woman it's very um common to think that we like hate the happiness of others right, or that right. we're jealous of it but there's nothing i love more than someone like texting or calling to say that they're pregnant or right, like right. like you're out. genuinely happy yes. for them right yes because i don't have to change its diapers but i get to squeeze right. it you get to squeeze the mushy yes <laughs> it's especially if their wedding is local man like oh, it's, it's the good. best thing. i'm going to although wedding in july you, you got to do the the bridal shower gifts <laughs> and i mean there's a i mean although my money so i have no weddings in the pipeline right now it's all baby stuff it's mm. all bir- first birthdays baby showers and new babies well the secret is the older you get the more chill the weddings get see that's nice it's amazing i have two friends getting married in july but they're just calling it a party like it's honestly getting a bit annoying you're getting fucking married right you're getting is it actually a wedding no they're gonna do like they're going to city hall that morning and then it's just a party it's just like them and their parents and that's so nice but with friends and friends everyone oh that's nice so that's see that's they're so chill about it it's amazing it's not like the whole song and dance like the whole there's no song there's no dance but there's still just as much love that these two people are getting married yeah is it in the city in new york uh greenpoint i can take the subway to a wedding if i can take the subway to a wedding oh Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, if you were, okay, we'll, we'll say this way. So if you were, if the plane was outside, you're going to Paris, you could only take three things, not your cat, not like people. What sure. would those three things be? Ooh. Um, uh, endless supply of contact lenses. Mm, okay. I can't That'd be good stand wearing see. my glasses. Well, and, yeah. Um, let's see. Extra phone battery. It's a good point. I'm, an, I'm, I'm just assuming that the phone is with me. And yeah, we'll just I'm, assume it's on. I'm you entirely you. cheating. Yeah, no, you're um, good. I've also, so I I collect a lot of random shit when I travel, like uh, postcards from restaurants yeah. and like maps from museums. And, yeah. like that. and I always come home with like a big pile of garbage and I never do anything with it. Yeah. So over the last two years, I've started traveling with a travel journal and double stick tape. So I stick it in as soon as I get it. That's smart. And then when you get home, like, or on the plane back, I write notes and stuff, but I stick the items in as they happen. So then you don't forget to do it. Exactly. And my travel journal is impressive now. I'm sure it's incredible. so great. So you would bring the journal. For sure. And double stick tape. I'll let you bring the double stick tape. Thank you. Appreciate it. (laughs) Okay. Now, before we fully end, if you could, uh, in a sentence or two sentences, what message would you want to give to... to not to not just like single women out there, but also to people who aren't single um, in general. What message would you want to give about like what your podcast talks about, like in a in a nutshell? In a, and I know you said it at the beginning, but like a sentence or two. I would want everyone to know that whatever life you're living, you're not alone in it. Mm-hmm. There is community for you. There is love and affection for you. Mm-hmm. Um, you deserve all of those things, and 
there is nothing inherently wrong with you because of whatever life stage you're at mm. or however, like whatever quality of life stage society tries to tell you you should attain. Mm. Um, I, I'm not big on societal bullshit and the the way things should be. I don't like societal shoulds. Mm. And my podcast and my writing aim to end that because yep. it's unnecessary and it was wrong from the start right. and it has led to a lot of women feeling like failures and feeling very alone and feeling like no matter how hard they try, they can't fix something. So I want them to know that there was nothing wrong that needed fixing in the first place. Damn, that's good. I try. <laughs> that's I try. good. Okay. Now tell everyone where they can follow you, find your podcast, website, Instagram, all the stuff. Sure. Um, so shaneysilver.com is sort of the hub for mm-hmm. everything. There's links to podcasts, to my refinery column, to Medium, to my Instagram, um, which is basically travel and my cat. Um, the Shaney Silver Instagram. Yeah. And then, an, yeah, a single okay. serving podcast has an Instagram. Got it. And yep. a single serving podcast has a Facebook group, which mm-hmm. is what I would really suggest that you can anyone join? Absolutely. Or, anyone can join. You don't have to be a woman. You don't have to be single. Anyone it, can it's join. It's a private Like you would, you have to. Yeah, it's, it's a, a private it's group. Anyone. Okay. It's a private group. And you should know it's basically going to be women talking about single right. shit. But right. if you, anyone can join. Absolutely anyone. anyone. Okay. As long as everyone's nice to each other. Anyone You'll can ki- Have you kicked people out? Never had to. Okay. See? Yeah. I like good people. Um, we okay. take enough <laughs> shit from outside that space. I feel like we come in there to just like relax for a Right, bit. right. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So follow Shaney and I'll put all of this obviously in the notes and they'll have everything. Thank you so much for being on this Shaney. Thank you for having me. And we just recorded a podcast on Shaney's podcast. Um, We haven't coordinated when they're, I don't know if they're going to be out at around the same time, but we're going to be linking to each other. So just stay tuned. Thank you so much, Shaney. Thank you for having me. So fun. And thank you all as always for listening. You can always follow me as usual at Julie Lauren 14 and I'll talk to you very soon. Bye-bye. Hey, America, Christopher Hahn here, the Aggressive Progressive Podcast. What is with the president and the right-wing echo chamber encouraging these astroturf protests against stay-at-home orders around the country? It's ridiculous, and it needs to stop. Check out the Aggressive Progressive Podcast wherever you download podcasts. I'm Royal Oaks. Next time on Too Many Lawyers, COVID continues to reshape the law. Supreme Court arguments will be held by teleconference. The justices won't even know if the lawyers are wearing pants, which is fair given the eternal mystery of what's under those black robes. Los Angeles County is springing 25% of its inmates. The sheriff suggests folks get ready for what might be a spike in crime. Check it all out on the next episode of Too Many Lawyers.